The following podcast is considered for a mature audience and should only be listened to by an adult. If you're not an adult, please go and get an adult so that you can watch them as they try to awkwardly explain all of the dumb shit that we're about to say. Listener discretion is advised. And now, coming to you live from the tri-state area and San Francisco, California, it's the best part of Wednesday. Waffle Box. With your hosts, Mike Fish and Kush Hayes. Welcome to Waffle Box, the podcast where we talk about anything, everything, and nothing all at the same time. Coming up on episode 102, we're securing our tinfoil hats on the top of our heads. Are the days numbered for the male of the species? Things are hitting up in this week's movie review and much, much more. I am Mike Fish and I am joined as always by the main man from San Fran. It's Mr. Kush Hayes. Kush, how you doing, buddy? What's good, y'all? Kush Hayes here. Coming to you from the home, the future home of Super Bowl 60. It's the Waffle Box, the original Waffle Box, the people's podcast. You accept no substitutions because it is the best part of Wednesdays. Mike Fish, I'm having a fantastic week, dude. How have you been? Ooh, I've been suffering. I'll be honest, I've been suffering. What's wrong? I am. All right, your boy. Yeah, the ailments of getting up there in years. You know, I'm no spring chicken. And uh, so on Saturday night, apparently I slept a little awkwardly, I guess. And so over the past few days, I've been becoming close friends with a man named Ben Gay. (laughs) Oh, my shoulder has been killing me. And then today I had to go to the dentist. And for those that have been keeping up with the tales of my dentist visits. Obviously, I'm my my fine dentists. Shout out to your dental in Manhattan. Uh, they have been trying to fix my British teeth, and they've been doing a fantastic job. If you quite, if I'm being quite honest, but so, yeah. So basically, every time I go, I'm sitting in the chair for like two two and a half hours while they're drilling and retouching up stuff and things like that. So, like, I woke up this morning. The neck was feeling a little bit better, but then after like two and a half hours to sing without being able to move in a dentist chair, it came right back. It came right back. Well, you also have the stress of being operated on in your mouth, like, and and having to hold still. So muscles are extra stressed out at that point. Like, even if the dentist is very good, like, it's a stressful position, no matter how comfortable they make it, man. Well, yeah, because they numb the mouth, obviously. They jab you. Of course. But so. even though I don't feel the pain, you, you nothing can stop you feeling the vibrations of that drill in your skull. It's not a very comfortable situation. The sound is awful. But the thing that gets to me is the smell of the smoke from the bone burning going right up into your nostrils. That's the worst part for me. I can handle everything else. And again, thankfully, you know, they numb you up pretty good. So. I made a hilarious joke. So I, I try to, you know, I try to lighten the mood. And so, so when the guy was like, all right, you're going to feel a, um, a little pinch. Mm-hmm. And he like jabs my mouth like three or four times with the needle. Mm-hmm. I, I put my hand, I was like, uh, 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 uh. And he was like, oh, is, is everything okay? And I turned to the woman who's aiding him. Mm-hmm. And I went, 
Did you see? He just stabbed me. And they they did their little polite, awkward laugh. And I was like, all right, that's I'm, I'm done. So I just started oh, my podcast. I was like, crack on, son. Crack on. Do what you need to do. That's all right. That's not worse than the joke I made before my, my uh, colonoscopy. Doc, isn't there a better way to read my mind? Sorry, I was a little bit late there with the sound effect. My bad. You know, you can edit that and it would sound much tighter. You know, I don't edit anything. I know. Because the problem is... It hurts every day. With, with my mindset is that, you know, I can, once, once I've finished, I want to get it done. You know, I can't like, because even though, you know, again, you know, how the sausage is made, we record on Mondays, we release it on Wednesday. So in theory, I could spend all day with Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But fine you're also... tuning and editing this but no i as soon as that download records i have to edit it get it uploaded to youtube upload to spotify and it's done which is great because it's a great work ethic right you know i don't no sleep until this is done yeah however the problem about. is is because we start recording this at 9 p.m my time by the time we've finished recording typically I'm a little bit fuzzy. Let's just put it that way. Sure, sure, sure. So I, yeah, I, I copy. Here, here's my rebuttal to that: is you, you actively take notes with your timestamp, and you're running a clock right now. So yeah. at the five minute mark, tighten up the spot between the joke and the drum beat, and then at the 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 five minute forty five second mark, cut all that other bullshit out to this point here. <laughs> What a great joke, Kush. Oh, oh, oh. And that finely tuned, timed drum noise. Anyway. That was amazing. Your skills on the board are impeccable. Speaking of which, man on the boards. Lathan. How the devil are you? Greetings, fellas. I'd just like to take this time to mention the unfortunate passing of the Iron Sheik. Now, who's going to keep that piece of shit Hulk Hogan in his place? R.I.P. Iron Sheiky, baby. What a what an entertaining fella, not only in the wrestling ring, but also on social media. He will be missed. Yeah, yeah. all right. No love for that. But seriously, <laughs> Hulk Hogan is a racist. Fuck that guy. <laughs> so is the sheep. That's another, that's another story. Anyway, yeah, R.I.P. Iron Sheik. Um, I think to be fair, we've got a lot. We've got a lot to cover tonight. Mm-hmm. We've got a lot of stuff to talk about. Let's break it down. So, should we just should we just crack in? Man, I think crack we gotta in. get into it. Let's do it, Lathan. Let's do some top stories. Fuck yeah! It's now time for this week's top stories. You know, if I was oh. really good at editing and maybe like graphic design, the perfect would be like when the top stories graphic comes up at that point where it goes, bloop, we could have like, it could like a bubble dissolve. It goes bloop, and uh, yeah. back on the screen. Yeah. Yes. Dude, the gears are working, dude. You're, you're in there. You just don't want to do the work. And we're going to talk a little bit about that later in our movie to- review tonight. Also, I would have to learn how to do that bubble design. You can do that. Anyway. Anyway. Um, 
Top story number one, number one is, I don't know if you've seen this on social media, but the, the tinfoil hats are back out in an amazing abundance. Oh. So over here in the East Coast, um, I, mean, I don't know if you made it over to the West Coast in the news, because I don't know if it was that big of a story. Maybe it was. Um, but a small section of I-95 located in Pennsylvania collapsed. Oh, shit. No. Okay. So what happened was, well, so apparently, well, apparently what the cause was, right? So uh, a a gas tanker was driving under the section of I-95 through a tunnel. Okay. But it was on fire. Oh. And so the fire was pretty bad and just caused very much instability in this old bridge, I guess. And this section just went woof, crash. So, so was was the the truck like parked under the bridge? Like traffic was at a standstill and it couldn't go further, or like did it just push well, yeah, through and then the bridge exploded? No, well, overpass. From yeah. what I understand, or from what I'm assuming, is the guy who was driving it realized pretty quick. Uh oh, this is a bad situation. I would hope so. I need to get the fuck out of here. So he kind of, I guess, right. he just left the truck there, and okay. over time, the fire weakened it and all that stuff. Anyway, that's like that's just that's that happened, right? Sure. So I was like, oh wow, that's that's a pretty big story, oh, an interesting story. Let me move on with my day. However, as always, Twitter was like, no, 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 no. We need to have some fun with this. So the conspiracy theorists out there now. I was trying to say that it's the government that did, they planted the truck there and that they did this on purpose, right? To which I asked several people, why? Why would they do this? To right. what benefit, right? And then I just got an influx of, yeah, like, oh, open your eyes, man. Wake up. Oh, yeah, go what? back to sleep. Trust your government, man. Like, no one could give me a clear answer of, like, why they thought. The, I know this is a pretty heavy thing to start with, but, you know, why Why would the... It doesn't make any... Like, any type of conspiracy theory, this is why, you know, this can be... Like, we can just repeat this clip every time there's a big conspiracy theory comes back out again. Just literally take 30 seconds of your time and go, okay, so the conspiracy theory is that, or the theory, I guess conspiracy theories just don't call their theories conspiracy theories, they just call them theories, right? Anyway, so once you hear this theory, take 30 seconds and go, all right, they they say this group of people or this person is doing this. Does that make sense? Oh, no, it doesn't make sense. Move on. Stop, that, mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Fair. 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 Because I'm just, I'm still annoyingly, this is like ruined the last couple of days where I'm just still thinking about it. like why, why are these people still thinking about it? Like imagine like someone high up in the government they didn't they didn't they see they didn't actually name anyone, so I don't know whether it's, it's Joey B, or maybe someone in the Philadelphia government or Pennsylvania's government or whatever I don't, I don't know, but at bet like. 
are they thinking someone's sitting there in you know behind a chair you know evil chair you know with like the two dogs chained up because <laughs> they're evil and, and the long oak table oh yeah. yeah and it's like each chair around the table has got like trap doors underneath them so they've got a button if they you know if you disagree with me push the button like dr evil same it's the same group of men that are controlling the nba finals miami heat and six exactly right so at some point so they're watching on the news they're seeing this hat go down near philadelphia and he's like my plan has come to fruition now several hundred people are Slightly inconvenienced because their daily commute has been extended by about an hour. <laughs> I don't. What? What would be the point? I don't get it. Yeah, I mean, people is dumb. People is dumb. Yeah, like, that's I Z people. People two E's. Uh, I Z D U M. The number one I saw was the. Um, so the Canadian wildfires. Oh yeah, how that treat you? It was very, it was very, very smoky. Very, very smoky. Dramatic, I have to imagine we we had what that out it? here in San Francisco a couple of years ago. So you might remember the most bizarre thing because everything just from like Tuesday evening last week, Wednesday, Thursday, and that was pretty much it. But you just walk outside, and it just smelt like burning wood. Like sure. it smelled like someone was that like, had a fire in the you know next yard over. It was that strong of a smell. I totally understand. And it was like the whole the whole world was like an Instagram filter, where it was kind mm-hmm. of like this weird brownish orange hue. But what really freaked me out because on Wednesday, I was driving. I was I was, I was driving. I was in a bus, but I was going from New Jersey to Manhattan to meet up with a friend at a bar to watch West Ham United successfully win the Europa Conference League. Yay, sports. Um, and normally, so where I live, just to kind of give you an idea, so where I live in New Jersey, Manhattan is there. There's the Hudson River that separates it. And okay. literally, I drive across, you know, down the coast a little bit to the, to the tunnel into Manhattan. And so you get normally a beautiful view of the Manhattan skyline. So okay. oh, it's like, especially at nighttime, looks fantastic, never gets old. But this one, where I say, I just, I was looking at my phone, you know, as you do, looking on Twitter, yeah, 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 trying to kill some time. And I look over, and the, the smoke was so thick, you couldn't not see a single build. Like it was literally just a wall of smoke. No buildings could be seen. It was pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. Okay, that is crazy. Yeah. And then that's when the conspiracy theories came out. Funny. Because again, so apparently someone was saying, I didn't read too much into it because again, it's all bollocks. But it's talking about like, oh, uh, some kind of nerve agent was probably being released by the government, you know, to give people sick and to control the population, man, things like that. Right. Sure. So again, let's take 30 seconds to break that one down. So let's just say we know for a fact that the federal government is trying to control its population. Oh, it might be a bit more 30 seconds by <laughs> releasing this nerve agent into specific areas in the Northeast. 
if I'm doing that, let's say I'm the evil man at the end of the table with my two dogs chained up. If I'm going to do that, one, probably not going to give people a heads up. I'm probably not going to say, hey, oh, hey, mm, the smoke from the Canada is going to be coming down. So tomorrow you should probably look that out for that. Tilt your fans north, people. Everyone yeah. tilt your fans north. <laughs> Blow back at them. And then I'm probably not going to say, oh, you should, if you can, you should probably not go outside. But if I want people to get sick through the smoke, one, I'm catching them by surprise. Whoa, I didn't know. What the hell? This caught me off guard as well. But then I'll be like, oh, but turns out it's it's fine. Go out. If, if anything, it's good for you. You should probably go out more. No, no, it doesn't make any sense. And it's just so yeah. There's no real punchline to this, but it's no. two big conspiracy theories hit my area in the last couple of days, and it's just been driving me nuts. And this is my cathartic release, and now I'm hopefully I'll be able to sleep. Absolutely. Maybe that's what maybe that's what caused the tension in my neck. Maybe now I no spoke problem. about it. I can relax. Definitely myself. didn't help. Definitely didn't help your neck. Um, so we when we went through this in 2020. I want to say it was September or October. I believe it was October because it would have been drier. But um, fires are not a new thing here. So, like, you can, it's this weird thing where the light comes through the window and the cast a certain reflection. And you're like, oh my God, there's a fire somewhere. Like, you can tell. Um, I woke up around, I want to close to six. So it would have been sunrise. And I went, all right, it's sunrise. And then I went back to bed and then I woke up again at 8 a.m. And I went, hmm, there's no change in that light. Something's <laughs> weird. And then I went back to bed again because it's it's, co it, it's literally the beginning of COVID. We're like six months in. And so I ain't going anywhere. Might as well go back to bed. Wake up at 10 a.m. No change. And at this point, like I step outside, I'm like, what is finally we check the social medias and all that. And then, oh my God, like everything in california is on fire uh, and that's that's where that when you could smell it and it was to the point where like i actually kept a fan in the bathroom on so it would, like blow the smoke back out of the window um, sure yes yeah, it, it was smoke who's trying to get out not your filthy fart stench in that case it was a smoke but uh well, two birds for one stone though instance, we keep the window just open for that anyways um so anyways yeah the that thing lasted for like two days to the point where, like again when you finally re recognize what it is just like now what what does this mean <laughs> do we need to evacuate ourselves and then finally like after three days like there was blue skies again also where that you get blue skies in san francisco was like okay the worst is behind us now um smoke was still in the air you can still smell it because our mustaches, we need to wash them better. Um, well, I, I like to shower every day, but but I hear what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. Well, I'm glad you didn't evacuate because because that's what they want. That's what the government want. They want to control you and displace you, and then they're going to oh. do something with it. Also, I think we followed two different Facebook feeds or, or social media feeds because all I got was a bunch of comparisons to Blade Runner 2049. Which was actually apt. I, I mean, after the fiftieth comparison, like I get it, I get it. But I was like, no, that's that's a fair comparison. No, I, I don't go to Facebook for my Twitter. Twitter's way more fun. Twitter. I mean, it was on Twitter too. Much more crazy people on Twitter. 
my, my Facebook yeah. feed's just full I of agree like with that. much more crazy friend, people, <laughs> people that I met 20 years ago and haven't spoken to in 10 years or family. Yeah, that's so nice it's just it's pretty boring. My Facebook feed, same. Um, as it <clears> should be. anyway, there you go. Don't, don't, don't believe it. I don't believe you have to say this again, but don't believe everything you read on social media. Think mm-hmm. it's ironically the people that call themselves critical thinkers don't do much of it. Uh, also, while we're on the uh, subject of just, it should be just common sense. Before you leave the ATM people, wait for that window to pop up saying, do you want to make another transaction? And if you do make another transaction, but if you don't, Say no, because apparently some dude is taking control of your uh, passcode from behind you and is now stealing $200 at a time from you, at least out here in San Francisco. That's a whole thing. I'm trying to think, because I I know for a fact, if you say, yes, I want to make another transaction, it asks for your PIN number again. So there's this whole thing going on in San Francisco. Uh, That's why I know about this. So all all the atms now are like do you want to make another transaction after you've withdrawn not an unfair question and not not a new question um i have multiple bank accounts because that's the kind of creep i am um bank of america will ask me do you want to make another transaction i hit yes it insists i put the card back i was gonna say i'm bank of america i think it's pretty good it's pretty got a pretty good system yeah put the card back in the slot However, if you're a Chase member <laughs> and you, you do the, the touchless touchless gimmick um, and it says, do you want to make another transaction? It will it might ask for your PIN number, but it will not ask you again for your card. And that's why the, the jabroni behind you has memorized your four-digit PIN number. And uh, that's why you're missing $200 uh, out, out of your account. Also, shame on you, Chase, for making people wait for that um also part of the gimmick is they've put super glue in the card slot what so, chase you, no the 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 guy stealing money from oh. account. he he puts super glue in the in the card slot so you can't stuff it in so you it, then he'll pop out of out of a corner it's like oh uh i was just here a second ago you have to do the touchless thing and so they go oh, okay thank you and they do the touchless thing and then they do the transaction, and then they don't wait for the sign that says, do you want another transaction? Where you would hit, no. He comes right in immediately, because it's like, it's a, have you ever waited on that window? It goes for like 30 seconds. You're halfway no, up the No, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty good. Resets. I'm very quick to say yeah. no. No means no. I waited it out one time, just to see what would happen. There was no one behind me. It didn't matter. There was nothing going on. Uh, this that thing holds on for 30 seconds. That's enough time for you to be up the block and possibly down the uh, down into the subway. So, shame on you, Chase. Yeah, they've reversed a couple of them, but it's only because the local ABC affiliate got involved and like documented everything. And it's just, uh, it, it's, it's so weird. Also, they got surveillance cameras and like, yeah, we're not doing anything unless the cops give us a warrant. Fuck their 200 bucks. Bastards. Anyway, speaking of... way off track. Yeah, but you kind of segue-ish to um, 
our next story, which comes to us from Finland, where they have a very interesting way of um, dealing with motorists. Oh. Now, so if you get... Well, if you get caught speeding, right? Sure. In Finland, I'm sure there are other things that you can get caught doing that this applies to. But for this story, in Finland, if you get a traffic ticket, your fine violation, your fine is based off of your current income. Oh, interesting. Yes. So what has so I think it works? So I don't know. I'm sh- <laughs> honest answer. Honest ah. answer. But uh, reason why this is funny is because a guy named Anders Wickloff, who is a native of the Ireland Islands, which is an autonomous region of Finland, he was caught driving fifty miles per hour in a thirty mile per hour zone. Naughty, naughty. So they found out what his daily income was. Maybe that's that they, you know, definitely had to show up to court, maybe, and you have to provide that information. I don't know. Hmm. But anyway, this guy, he is a chairman of a holding company that includes businesses in logistics, helicopter services, real estate, trade, and tourism. So he he earns a little okay. bit of money. He does well for that himself. Was, that's a hell so, of a fine I'm gathering. So for his little excursion of where he was caught driving 20 miles per hour over the speed limit, he was fined the equivalent of, because I'm going to convert it from euros to dollars, he yes, was yes. fined 129000 Five hundred and forty-four dollars. <laughs> wow! Uh, do you know wow. the best? The best part, you know, this is like people with too much money. The best part wow. is he was quoted after being fined nearly a hundred and thirty thousand dollars for a speeding ticket. He was quoted as saying, "Yeah, I really regret that." I bet you do. <laughs> wow. In in some best case scenarios of a middle class family, that's two years salary. Like, ah. Do you know what makes it even better? No, please. This is the third time that he has been caught speeding. <laughs> oh, wow. So adding this all together, he has been so far fined just over three hundred thousand dollars. Yes, because he got fined a little bit less in twenty eighteen, and just a little bit. So I guess he's obviously you know he's, he's you know he's moving up in the world. He's, he's obviously money. ratherly successful. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Great problem to have, except for the speeding violation. Stupid. At that, if you're earning that much money, so hire a driver. Hmm. For a hundred thousand dollars, he he could avoid all this by just having a driver. Like that will also be a very well-paid driver. I, I don't think they make that much, but still. Jesus so basically, Christ. if you're unemployed, you have carte blanche to drive as fast as you like. Mm. Ooh, that's a good that's, loophole. That is, it's yeah, because some people's 
They might only have. Did you say what the percentage was again, Mike? I think if I remember correctly, it was it it works out as fifty percent of your daily income. Fifty percent of the daily income. Yes. So oh, that you guy makes your... a lot of goddamn money. So should we work it out? <laughs> yes. So, so if he earns, so let's just. I'm going to assume it's like let's just say it's a five day working day, five day working week. Let's just say it. so. 130 grand times two. So that's his daily rate times five mm. for his weekly times 52. 67 million a year. Yeah. By the way, this guy would be on salary, so he might make more. He might make less. Um. But 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 still six. Yeah. It's a drop in the bucket, but I feel like the finish are, are a little more realistic about these things. Like, oh no, like my dad didn't make a hundred thousand dollars in his lifetime. Um, yeah, crazy. also, you think he'd learn after the first time with something you, like that, yeah. and that's clearly why this isn't. But going back to what producer Lathan said, yeah, um. So 50% of your daily income. So if you're if you're unemployed, you're probably not driving. But I don't know what the homeless rate of the Finns are. No, but maybe if you're unemployed, maybe he maybe if you're driving to a job interview. I feel like, like bikes are involved a lot. Fuck it. Let's take advantage of this. I feel like we got a lot of bicycle action happening in Finland. They do like bikes. I'm sure. I know they're affecting the. Obviously, in the Netherlands, they love their bikes. So I'm assuming, you know, that kind of area, mm-hmm. all very progressive, and you know, love the environment and all that nonsense. But yeah, some people would only, in theory, pay like twenty bucks. Maybe I'm. You know, I'm sure. Maybe there's like a, like fifty percent of your daily rate or two hundred dollars, I mean, whichever is, is still higher. a dishwasher in any country. So they're. You know, what do they make? 40 bucks a day? If they're lucky. They're not getting tips. They're just washing dishes. Hopefully for less than eight hours. If you're only earning $40 a day, $20 is still a a lot of money. Yes. Yes, it is. It's it's a lot of money. So, yeah, not not that I feel sorry for this guy who obviously earns a lot of money, but, you know, again, word of advice, get a driver. Jesus. If, rather than giving your money to the government, which, as we've already covered, is is out to get you. Yeah. So, no, you know, I, just take that I, money and give it to a driver. I 1,000% agree with you. This guy should just have a driver. However, he, what if he does have a driver? He's just like, I just wanted to drive my car. This guy's always driving me. I just wanted to drive and my that car. that money, buy, you know, buy a, still, buy still a racing 30, track and go nuts. There's probably little children involved it's probably a residential area. Will someone please think of the children? Sex cauldron. I thought they fucking close that place down. That's my favorite quote of the Simpsons ever. I knew. That's why I finished it for you. Appreciate it. Next story. This is one where oh, this is where I think Kush outdays a number. The male of the species. Oh, I'm a male. So. In Costa Rica... Did women learn how to rent? Are they driving now? What happened? 
to don't tell me they're voting. Oh, don't. Uh, anyway, so in Costa Rica, in a zoo, uh, the first case okay. has been found where a female crocodile impregnated herself. Oh, interesting. Desire to know more intensifies. Indeed. Um, so she produced a fetus that was 99.9% genetically identical to herself. Uh, the phenomenon and of so-called virgin birth has been found in species of birds, fish, and other reptiles, but never before in crocodiles. The scientists say the Croc trait might be inherited from an evolutionary ancestor, so dinosaurs might have also been capable of self-reproduction. So yeah, basically, so the crocodile has been in captivity since she was two years old, and it was kept apart from other croc crocodiles for its entire life. So yeah, they were a little bit surprised when she got pregnant. Um, but yeah, so, so crocodiles are not lizards. Then sorry, folks, I didn't do well in uh, reptiles. I don't know. I think li lizards. Lizards are aren't lizards reptiles. Liz lizards are reptiles, and crocodiles are reptiles. But reptile crocodiles aren't lizards. It's like we're mammals, but yes. we're not the same as other mammals. <laughs> yes, I understand that. But our all right. Anyway, um, well, fascinating. Yeah, if if so. humans, human if human women, learn how to do this, we're fucked. Yeah, you know what? Most women are not going out of their way to to have an immaculate conception and, and then raise the child on their own. Most women. Mm. Not all women. There's some women who's like, I just need to have a baby. Um, but even then, they still need help. So. Mary is looking over at Joseph right now saying, oh. see, I fucking told you. She probably did. Oh, I just, oh, just, just, I just got the whiff, right? So my window's open because it's hot, but it's raining outside. Oh. And I just got skunk. There's a skunk outside and I can, I can stink, I can stink it. Fuck me. If it's but not it's... a skunk, it's a dude smoking very heavy indica weed. I hope not, because why would there be a strange, like a man in my backyard smoking that in the rain? That'd be he's kind of just, scary. He's just, he's just, just on a little walkabout, just, just passing through. Get the fuck out I'm of my on, backyard! I mean, I'm on my way out, man. Don't worry about it. Jesus I was just, Christ. just having a little, just having a little doobie. Skunk Mama stink. Hayes thought our house was being sprayed by a skunk for three years while I was in high school. Just walking in after school. Ah, oh, it got me again. Oh no, no, no! This oh. is after, after. This is lights after lights out. Like you know, it's dark. It's but she's like, that goddamn skunk is around here again. <laughs> Did she not wonder where you were? She saw me coming in, and she's like, "Did that skunk catch you? Are you like, is that why you came back?" Because she knew I was a cigarette smoker at the time. 
Which, um, by the way, I'm still underage. However, she, yeah, she wanted to believe what she wanted to believe. However, um, yeah. I'd be having a smoke and smoking a doobie at the same time. You, you, you burn the cigarette to mask the smell of the weed. Does it work? I don't know. That was 25 years ago, and it, everything's legal now, so who cares? Also, we have edibles. Good for you. Um, so. Anyway, final story. Final story. We're whizzing through this. It. Marine rescuers in England said that a paddleboarder came to the assistance of three men who had unfortunately drifted out to sea last week. Um, the Royal National Lifeboat Institution's Appledore Station, which definitely sounds like something from Harry Potter, said that volunteers were conducting training exercises on Tuesday when they received word that three men had floated away from Westwood Ho Beach. Oh, no. A friend in a kayak attempted to push them back to shore, but eventually the flotation device that they were on was seen more than 650 feet away from shore. Oh, no. Uh, the RNLI said rescuers were still on their way to the scene when a man on a paddleboard ventured out to tow them back to the beach. Ah, that's just a nice story, right? Yeah. Why am I bringing this up? Please. Because imagine, if you will, put yourself in the position of one of these three men lost at sea and then having to have the National Lifeboat Institution, basically a lifeguard, come out to help rescue you. And then you also have someone on um, a paddleboard coming to you and then a kayak person all, all coming to you to save your day normally you'd be quite happy about that situation however i would probably be wanting the ocean to open up and swallow me whole because these three gentlemen were lost at sea on a giant inflatable duck it's only stupid if it doesn't work That's got to be horrific. Like, just like, like all fun and games on this big, yeah. giant, inflatable duck. And then, yeah. oh, fuck. How far out to sea were they? 650 Enough. feet. So that's like, well, I mean, 110 of me. It's pretty, that helps. You laid me end to end 109 times. I, say. I can't. I can't. I can't do the math on how many Olympic swing pools that is. It's not very far out, but it is far out enough that they could drown. And you know what? I'm not a strong swimmer, so I don't care if it's a duck or a pig or a princess or a birthday cake or whatever. Like, if I can float on that sucker, more power to me. And thank you, Kayak Man. I appreciate you helping me out. Yeah, so luckily there, the guy on the paddleboard uh, was able to tow them and the duck Back to the beach. Um, fucking strong, dude. Wow. Yeah, enabled the, the three men to jump out and return to the beach. However, the inflatable was then blown back out to sea. I, I call bullshit on that bit. I don't think, because <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was just like, 
I never want to see this fucking duck again. And they they pushed it back out. It wasn't blown back out. They just wanted to destroy all the evidence. I see them getting onto the shore, unhooking the duck or whatever they did that they disabled the toe and then that sucker just flew out. Like if it's anything like San Francisco's beach, like that shit gets windy, man. It's it's not it's not the ca- typical California beach you think of when you think of California. It's cold and it's windy and it's miserable unless it's one of those rare sunny days. You should, you should never work for the San Francisco Tourist Board. You do a terrible no, job. You, you are correct. Beautiful part of this story, though, which what I like is just you know what you imagine happens Everybody next. Everybody lived. I like, well, yes, of course. Yeah, a happy princess married him. Sense. But no, I just like to think that somewhere down the line, once this thing's been floating out there for a while, that someone, maybe, you know, he's just floating out on his paddleboard again, another gentleman, you know, they paddle themselves out oh. and they kind of sit on it to kind of enjoy nature. Maybe he's had a, sure. an edible or two. I'm but seeing he's, it. He's enjoying himself. And then yeah, all of a sudden... He sees this giant yellow duck bobbing its way towards him. So, oh my God. It's a mutant duck. And freaking the fuck out. I don't think he'd have that much panic in his voice, but he would definitely be like, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> Again, the scenario is he's on edibles. Totally understand that. Um, but if he's just floating out there and then he sees this duck just like, float on by him it's he's just the duck's just floating right it's not being thrown across by the wind at this point it's just it's just, just floating along with the current yeah minus business he's just like yeah he, he's oblivious to the the accident that happened 650 feet offshore but he's just like so there's the duck but where's the person for the duck yeah that's that's what i'm envisioning here but well, maybe yeah, say, this is me going oh, the no. of the ocean do you Where's your Where's your mama, giant where's duck? Do you need? Oh, I hope you find your mom. Probably, depending that on how strong those animals tell, are. I haven't been high for a long time. That was a terrible impression of a high person. You know, it's actually a very good impression of a high person. Like, there's a difference between you getting high and me getting high. I'm high right now, sir, and I'm I'm pretty in control of things, considering all things. However. If you had the same amount of dosage that I had today, you would definitely be like, where's the mama duck? What's going on? You would definitely be that guy. So I think your impression is apt, and I approve. The last the last time, actually, no, it wasn't the last time, but the first time, the, last time. the first, yeah, time first time that I uh, part, partook, I, part, I, part, I partaked, what's the right word, partaked? Or part, Participated. Part, Participated, yep, in uh, some marijuana usage. Sure. Funny, I had it was weird. I had all my wits about me. Like I knew every, I knew what was going on. I knew what it was. Okay. You know, I knew where I was. Knew where I was going. Cool. I was just walking around town, enjoying it. Best However, oh, it started raining, and again, I still had all my wits about me, but I was adamant that my force field was keeping me dry. I, I I was just adamant I had a force field around me. Okay. That's uh you know what that means? That's your 
that's your self-conscious saying like you you got some high self-esteem dude and that's a good thing oh i like that for you i think that's a good thing so you're basically what you're trying to say is that i was i'm egotistical you have an ego but it's not a bad thing and you aren't you don't abuse it We've been doing this for two years, Mike Fish. I know. I was going to say, so I can't, you don't I can't really say, ego, but you... I can't say I haven't got an ego when I've filmed myself and put myself you on YouTube. You created a podcast. Every, twice a week. You created two podcasts. For the last two years. Like, a, 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 what's the word I'm trying to think of? You know, a, a subtle man doesn't do that. Anyway. An insecure man doesn't do that. There we go. So you look at that, you've you helped me finish my sentence, you big thesaurus hunk of a bastard. Anyway, let's move on. Let's wrap up the first half of this week's what box where men and people and things and items of the world that are achieving things with their life and not being rescued whilst being stuck on a giant duck. It's now time for this week's Dumb World Record of the Week. Why? Why? Why would I? Why? 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 Why would you want to do that? Uh, stuck on a duck. This should be the title of this week's stuck episode. Stuck on a duck. Stuck on yeah, a duck. Then it shall be. This week's Dumb World Record brings us to Bonnie, Scotland. Faith Where, so this week's world record holder is a, quote, talented cocker spaniel, which is, for those untrained ears, that's a dog. Sure. So this dog, cocker, cocker spaniel, spaniel, is that French or... What region is Cocker Spaniel? I know Poodle is French, but is Cocker Spaniel also French? Sure. Um, okay. Honest answer. No fucking idea. But anyway, this uh, one's from you're, Scotland. You're the dog guy. Anyway, this one's this Scotland. one's from Scotland. Um, it's not a Scottish. Yeah, my, my one, my one is like half Datsun. I know that's that's German because mm. I'm pretty sure Datsun's a German word. Um. Did you know, fun fact, you know, right, a little bit because of the, the old, um, what they want to say, they didn't want to, they didn't want to use the, what's the word when a country's, you know, say things, they lie about themselves to big themselves up and propaganda. Boom. There we go. Thanks very much, Mike. But, um, so during the, the world, the world war, during the war, the great war or the second war, second war, I believe it was oh, second. World exciting. War. It might be the first, the most one. documented war. Oh, I don't know. Anyway, the point was when when England had a beef with Germany. Fuck you, Germany. They they changed the name of the breed of the dog German Shepherd because they didn't want anyone saying "Don't say German." So they renamed German Shepherds Alsatians. Which, to me, sounds like a before. German word. It, yeah. Yes. Yes, it does. I'll say but so. yeah. Again, no. I'll say 
but there's uh there's a fun little fact but, uh, german shepherds and alsatians are the same dogs it's just alsatians are german shepherds owned by someone who still holds a grudge against the germans anyway but this so you can you get an alsatian in great britain today or is it still just called? A, is it now just called a German Shepherd? I'm sure if you if you if you go to a breeder, or I'm sure this is a German Shepherd now. Okay, honesty. Yeah, all know. that honesty. And this talented cocker spaniel in Scotland showed off his unusual skills and earned a Guinness World Record. Okay. World Record, that's right. By using his mouth. To deposit 23 coins into a piggy bank in one minute. Wow. But they're doing one coin That's at a time. Dog. Wow. questions? I, I mean, that's... No, okay. That's so the dog, the dog longer. doing that is incredible. It's like incredibly talented like takes is it one coin at a time and one... how, how how far is it going so uh, emily is anderson of this? aberdeen said it took about two years of training for her four-year-old dog leo to master the art of putting 10 p 10 pence coins into a piggy bank Leo officially attempted the record for the most coins deposited into piggy bank by a dog in one minute in front of several witnesses at Logie Derno Village Hall. The canine managed to put 23 individual coins into the bank in the allotted time, beating the previous record of 18. So yes, one by one. Pretty impressive. If I saw a dog do that, I'd be like, wow, that's a smart dog. But what's the dumb thing is that Emily spent two years of her life training her dog to put coins into a piggy bank that what the, the f- amount of time that emily spent on this isn't making me laugh like i'm just like it only took you two years to figure this out that's that's amazing what is making me laugh is that emily thought this was a record she should break with her dog yeah. and it was just like Fuck you. <laughs> we're, we're going for 23. All right. <laughs> and the record's only 18. We want home. 23. We're we don't want this. anyone to beat this. We, I mean, even you got 19 still, but like, like, how this, this falls under the, God damn it. I need to, I need to go through the Waffle Box archive and, and, and in this segment only create a new tag of where did we come up with this record? Like what? What made us decide we needed to create this record, and then someone would break it? Right. Well, I don't know how you would break that. It's the time spent. It's just, if if after like a couple of weeks, if my dog wasn't still able mm-hmm. to pick up coins, I'd be like, uh, oh well, never mind. Let's just move on with my life. Two years. I mean. Yeah, and like, did did the dog do it right off the bat? Like, it just picked up one coin one day and dropped it in the piggy bank. You're like, oh, we need then, to do this another nineteen times. Can we do this twenty five times? Or How was it two years times? of this dog just not fucking getting? It? And eventually, it finally picked up. She was like, "Yes, Jesus." I mean, dogs are pretty trainable. 
I mean, it, it they takes are. a while. Again, it's well, at least from what I understand, they are. Um, but yeah, like what I want to know how long it took from this idea manifesting to the first coin dropping in the piggy bank. I want to know how much time that took. Because even if it's like three months, I'll be impressed. Like this isn't a thing just dogs just do. No, and again, what is the distance? Natural. Because that is still there's still a time limit on this. Like, is it just going two feet? Oh, I, is it going three feet? Does it have to go a half a mile? Like, what what is the the measurement of distance? If I had to guess, and I'm sure say, that the pile of coins is right next to it. So it's literally like pick up, move your head a bit, drop. I'm mm. sure that's what it was. Is it a pile of coins? Is it a stack of coins? Are the coins just all oh, separated? It would definitely the floor? be at least, at, at the very least, a pile. Because if you stack them up, the minute that dog picks up the first coin, that stack's coming over. The stack falls over for sure if you do it that way. But then do you just like, let's just separate the coins, everything, all 23 coins are, are, are flat and segregated. Probably. I think we're probably too much thought into no, these are questions i have in this segment mike well emily and, uh, anderson of aberdeen okay. feel free to come on and explain yourself please hit me up at enjoy at gmail.com let us know when you're ready no more intensifies second time i've said that tonight so there you go congratulations i guess on so Leo, the Cocker Spaniel from Scotland for being a Guinness world record holder. So over the past few weeks, we found out that a llama can jump higher than me. A dog can organize coins better than me. What next? A sloth yes. that can run faster than me? <laughs> well, I guarantee that already. Yes. But yeah, you haven't got technically you don't exist, so you don't have any legs. So <laughs> sick burn. Sick burn. <laughs> And you know what? He's not gonna he's not gonna come back for that because I won't program a comeback. Anyway, still to come. Sucks to be you. Sucks to be you. Uh still to come on this week's Waffle Box. We've got a flaming hot movie review. Oh. Plus the feel good story oh, and all that good stuff. We'll be right back after this short break. Stick around. <laughs> Hi, I'm Nikolai Rostopovich, Russian defector. I'm going to school to become an American citizen. Also to learn all the wonderful things about this country. Not that I don't sometimes miss my homeland. Russia was like mother to me. She opened my mail, picked my friends, searched my room. I'm much happier now living with my Uncle Sam. Discover what a country. New this fall. Saturday at 6 on Channel 2. It's now time for the middle of the show quiz. Hey, welcome back to Waffle Box episode one, zero, two. Stuck on a duck. Um, it's now time, it's the middle of the show, so it's perfect time if you ask me to play the middle of the show quiz. That holds up. That's legit. This week, so we normally specify, you know, celebrate someone's birthday. Unfortunately, today being Wednesday, the 14th of June, no one really that interesting was born 
on this day that's quizzable, if I was honest. Unless okay. unless you... I did spot Boy George. Happy birthday, Boy George. Are you a big Boy George? Happy birthday, Boy Culture George. Club kind of guy? He's got his hits, and I uh, appreciate the music he gave in the 80s. I, I don't know much about him, though. Very so, yeah. fascinating character, I imagine. So we're not doing a quiz on him. So we're doing okay. a, a special edition of the Miller Show quiz. We're doing a Death Day quiz. Where on this day, June 14th, 1977, Alan Reed passed away. Who was the original voice of Fred Flintstone? Yabba dabba doo. So I thought I'd put together a little Fred, uh, little Flintstones quiz. There we go. Okay. I thought they're good in this one. Well, these questions are pretty hard. So good luck. Let's see how confident you are in five questions time. Are you ready? Noted. I'm ready. Let's get down to business. Please. Question numero uno. Number one. That's Fred friend. Flintstone was married to Wilma. True. But what was her, quote, hard to please mother's name? So what was Fred oh, Flintstone's no. mother-in-law's name? Thelma? No. Yeah. Answer was Pearl Slaghoople. What? How did you, how did you English? that? Pearl Slaghoople. Pearl Slaghoople. So slag hoople was one word. That's a surname. So that was that was Wilma's maiden name, apparently. Wilma oh, slag hoople. I mean, but her first when a name woman's pearl. No, no, my first name is pearl. Get it? Because it's okay. I guess minerals and shit. Anyway, question number two. The Flintstones had a pet saber-toothed cat. Oh yeah, they did. What was the name? Of said cat. That cat spent a lot of time in the background. I don't know how Dino got so much play, but yeah, I uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm sure there's a pun involved, but toothy, toothy that, that the would saber be, tooth. That would be a better name. Uh, the correct answer was baby puss. Baby puss. Alright. Yeah. So stuff over a baby puss and a slag hoople. Great yeah. names. Oh my god. You you did good on this one, Mike. I don't know that any of this shit. So Fred and Wilma, they had some sure. friends. <laughs> Their names were Barney and Betty. That's true. But those, my friend were nicknames. Ooh. What? Oh. No. What was the actual names of Barney and Betty from next door? I think they lived next door, right? If I remember correctly. They did live next door. Uh, I'm going to guess Bernard is short for Bernie. Or long for Bernie. Betty. Um... Probably gonna be something stupid like Maggie. I've got an aunt named Betty, but yeah, she doesn't have a nickname. 
Shouldn't have an shouldn't have a formal name. It's it's Ben Betty. Well, I'm gonna play two jingle because you got you got one right. Barney's name was Bernard. Okay. Betty's name was Elizabeth. Get it, Elizabeth, Betty. I, sure, sure, sure. So you, you're so far, you're. You got half a point. You got half a point. So you know you Thank need to get you. these next two quick at least save face. And then maybe we'll play a tiebreaker if you get the next two. I'll make up a next okay. question. This one actually might be a little, these ones actually might be a little bit easier, so you never know. Ooh, could be a tiebreak. Question number four. Break it Fred, Fred and Wilma had one daughter. What was their daughter's name? Pebbles. Ooh. I'm the greatest Flintstones historian ever. <laughs> and in question number five, who played Fred Flintstone? in the Oscar-winning 1994 live-action movie. Oh, John Goodman. Ooh! So we're at two and Thank a half. Two and a half. Two and a half. Take it. All right, what's this? Right, so I got, um... We got... I mean, it's not necessarily a tie, but we got a tiebreaker. Yeah, let's, let's go with... Right. By the way, I'm I grateful could... that you went with the original, the original Flintstones, and not Viva Las Vegas, because oh. I wouldn't know who that was. Was it? Was I'm it sure Viva he's a good actor. Viva the Bedrock or whatever it was. No, no. There's the Flintstones movie, and then there's the Flintstones Viva Las Vegas, Las Vegas, Las Viva Rock Vegas. Viva, Viva Rock, Rock Vegas. Vegas. There we go. There it is. I knew there was a there was a pun in there somewhere. All right, do I be Halle a Halle Berry, though, plays Sharon Stone. Hmm. All right, I have a conundrum here. Do I be a dick and give you a really a hard question or make it slightly easier? Flip a coin. Go to the coin of destiny, Mike Fish. Uh, can't be bothered. I'll just do each one. Uh, name for the tiebreaker. Name Fred and Barney's boss. Oh, hell. Oh. He coming to spaceless Mr. Mr. It's obviously Mr. Uh, damn. I don't know. Kyle McLaughlin played him in the movie, though. And he's been in every cartoon ever since. He always fires Flintstone. Flintstone, you're fired. Damn. 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 I don't know. Final answer. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, it was Mr. Slate. Mr. Slate, of course. What did, when I was doing the research on this, I found obviously there is a you know, a theme running through a lot of the names in the Flintstones. So obviously, you know, sure. you know Flintstone, um, Rubble, mm -hmm. Barney Rubble, Bedrock, um, Bedrock. This is like the, one of the greatest porn star names features in the Flintstones because Fred has an uncle apparently called Tex Hard Rock, which is a great porn star name. Um, then there's Fred and Barney's boss is George Slate. 
actually Slate. George Slate. Slate. Um, Brad and Bonnie, they have a mutual friend called Joe Rockhead. And then I guess who, like the creator of Flintstones, just kind of got bored and ran out of ideas because the paperboy's name's Arnold. Like, you just couldn't even be bothered. Yep, that'll do. Arnold. So this, the the Flintstones have had several resurrections, and in the nineties they got a couple of I got made a resurrection for ABC, made for ABC mini television movies. You know, they're ninety minutes, whatever, even with commercials. And at one point, like the folks are getting ready for Pebbles and Bam Bam's wedding, and then Barney just forever is like, hey, you know, there's a lot to worry about with kids today. You know, drive by stonings and all, like. This was this was the mid '90s, you know. I was talking about drive-by shootings, which probably don't happen that much in the suburbs, but still a thing in in the world of Flintstones. So, kids grow up so fast. Anyway, any kind of weird. Anyway, yeah. So they got married. Uh, segue. So they must have gone on a date at some point. Oh, speaking of dates. It's now time to help out those budding lovers in the universe with this week's Trapdoor segment. (laughs) This week, we stumble across the letter K. Um, if it's your first time watching or listening, Trapdoor segment is I give Cushay's four different options of a certain topic, and he has to pick out which one gets sent down the trapdoor <laughs> and sent into oblivion. Oh my this, goodness. Uh, this current theme we're working through is date night ideas. So remember, these date night ideas has to be the first, second, or third date. So still to get to know you th- phase, you know. Doesn't count if you're married. Because then, you know, anything's a successful day at that point. Who cares? But here we go. So four dating, first, first, second, or third date ideas. Begin with the letter K. Cushes. Option okay. number one. And I had a karaoke. A little sing song. Option number two. Kayaking. Now, I know you don't like the water, but try to keep your prejudice out, you know, kayaking. Um, Number three, kite flying. Or if you fancy a little bit of grub, option number four is showing off your cooking skills at the Korean barbecue spot. So karaoke, kayaking, kite flying, or Korean barbecue. Which one of those is the worst and should be struck from the record so no one will ever have the misfortune to take out their date on such an event? Well, I'm not going to get rid of karaoke, despite the fact that I am, a, despite the fact that I do a podcast on YouTube, on video, and mm-hmm. am nervous always. Yeah, oh, yeah. It, there's a rumor out there that I do that. I have to check it um, out. You have to let me know about it. Yeah, man. I've only, despite how many times I've actually gone to karaoke night with some friends, and sometimes there's a whole crowd. Sometimes we're in an isolated booth. Only one time did I have the courage to just like 
do some Guns N' Roses. But then for whatever reason, at a comic book convention in San Jose, where I was part of a, a rock band, video game rock band, I was able to do Aerosmith. And despite how awful I sang, I still got through it. Um, well, Aerosmith songs. Yeah. Yes. We're, we're, we're not out limiting uh, karaoke. Kayaking. Mm. I'm not a strong swimmer. I definitely wouldn't I be know. doing kayaking. Well, don't fall out the fucking kayak then. Uh, but but sometimes that thing flips over. I don't know how to flip back up. <laughs> I, I don't want to be in the river anyway. All right, just let me let me sit on the on the side. Let me smoke a joint. Let me keep the fire going. Maybe I'll do some barbecue. You guys are gonna love it, but don't put me in the water. I appreciate for this exercise. I'm asking your opinion, but if you if you use your prejudice this much on it, if, if some by the time we get to the letter Z, no one will be able to go into the water ever again. And then what's gonna happen? You know, all the wildlife is gonna spew water. up, and then all of a sudden there'll be sharks everywhere. And because they have no natural predator. You know, they'll be like, they'll get overconfident and then they'll grow legs and then they'll come onto the land and you'll have sharks chasing innocent people down the street. Do you want to see, did you want that? Do you want that? Look, I know there are Olympic caliber swimmers out there, but if, if, if the good Lord out there wanted us to be in the water, he'd have given us fins and, and gills and all that good shit. And no, we, we weren't meant to go be kayaking. So but but still, kayaking is not off the list. Okay. All right. If Ooh. you're a strong kayaker, go do that shit. Um, kite flying seems kind of benign. Seems kind of vanilla. Seems kind of just like who the fuck does that? But you know, I actually, I actually had a had a good good to decent relationship from kite flying one time. Wasn't even like planned. I was just like, oh hey, you're flying a kite. Let me help you. Hey, you want to do this thing in five months? Let's go do this thing in five months. And then we had a date in five months. And you know what? Went on another five months. It was pretty great. And then the pandemic happened and shit just went south. And, and she died. You know, she died. R.I.P. Jackie. So that brings us to Korean barbecue. I love Korean food. I love barbecue. What I don't like is spending a hundred dollars for a quantity of six uh for food that i have to cook myself so korean barbecue i'm, I'm sure it's different in korea but this well, is they a just call it barbecue i'm sure they call it barbecue but i'm also sure they cook it for you so uh this is some carny bullshit and you know coming from a carny world I'm not falling for it. So this is called Korean barbecue carny. Yes, I did. It's a gimmick. It's all a gimmick. If oh, you have yeah. to cook it yourself and pay that much, well, you it don't depends where you go. Oh, if ever you come over this in this this neck of the woods, go to a nice all-you-can-eat Korean barbecue place. You can rinse them dry. They cook it for you. Then that's no. just the spot. Oh, no, but the fun is I cook it. That is the fun. Korean barbecue, goodbye. Wow. You fucking trying to flip that shit on me and then still 
make the same argument no whatever we've already specified this this is only first second or third date so i can still go to korean barbecue with my wife thank you you can still go to korean bar i hope you do you can still buy some wagyu wagyu which i think is japanese however you can get all those korean spices and do that shit at home for the for 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 mrs pisces and she would be like oh shit mike i didn't know you had that in you that's amazing whoa do you want it in you? Anyway. I'm not saying anything else. To, to respect your marriage. <laughs> anyway. Let's talk about another activity that you can do on a date, which is, you know, go to the movies. And we are going to talk about a movie now that this is one of those rare occasions. This is like one of those, what they call it, the unicorn of movie reviews, of Cush's movie reviews, because this is probably out of the 102 episodes of this podcast. This is maybe the fourth fourth or fifth time that I've actually watched Mm -hmm. a movie you're about to review. So it's exciting. It's that time. Yeah, it's still true. Movie. Cush's movie review. Have you ever wondered? Hmm. This flaming hot Cheetos is a lovely snack. I wonder how this snack came to be. If only there was a feature film that was on Hulu for me to learn about its creation. Well, you're in luck. Because you can go to Hulu right now and watch a movie called Flaming Hot, starring some people and directed by Eva Longoria. See, oh, I remember the name this time. Mm-hmm. Flaming Hot. Kush, take it away and I'll chime in whenever. Yeah, man. Um, so, I definitely, this is like the fifth time you and I have seen a movie that I'm reviewing. Um, but I also think this is the fifth time we've just had a movie on streaming. So it's one of those reviews. This is still collecting a PG-13 rating. It is one hour and 39 minutes. And because it's Hulu, it has three commercial breaks, which uh, I'm not a fan of. But but whatever. As you said, Mike Fish, this is Ava Longoria's directorial feature debut. Um, I know her name. I don't know what I've seen her in. Desperate Housewives. What'd you say? Desperate Housewives. Never watched it. She was the the Latina milf on Desperate Housewives. Oh my good lord! She off. You know, scratch that. I saw one episode of Desperate Housewives. It was in that very first season where the 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 buzz was very hot. I watched it and I went. For as much sex as promised in this show, this should have been on HBO. This is this is this is some bullshit. It's not a good show. And then you know it did four seasons, and then the last one on for another three. So, but who cares? Um, also, this is yeah, written by... in the year two thousand. Oh. She did famously play uh, flight attendant number three on an episode of Beverly Hills Nine Two One Zero. Does that help? Does that help? Okay does not help but okay i appreciate you 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 at least went back into her history i'm I'm trying promising 
promising. Yes, uh, this is written by Louis Colic and Linda Chavez. It is based on a book by Richard Montanez, who is the subject of this film. His book is called A Boy, a Burrito, and a Cookie from Janitor to Executive. And uh, Jesse Garcia plays Richard. Uh, Annie Gonzalez plays Judy. And Dennis Haysbert plays Clarence Charisma Jones. I, I forget his last name. I didn't write it down. My bad. This is a great movie. It's at least a good movie. I wish it got a theatrical release. I don't know why they decided to just let it go to Hulu. I feel like they discounted it a bit. I appreciate the one hour and 43 minutes it is. Hated the commercial breaks. But this is a movie about a guy like he, he had his troubles in the past. He uh, has a unique situation upon his upbringing. But once he found, you know, purpose, he, he's got a wife, Judy. They She's pregnant. They eventually have two kids. He's like, I can't can't be gangbanging. I can't be fucking selling drugs on the street. I can't keep going to jail, which he uh, he has a record. He never graduated high school. Like, he's painted in the corner, but that doesn't stop him at all. Um, he keeps pushing forward. He doesn't take no for an answer. When people say, like, these are the boundaries, man. Like, we're, we're the bottom of the bunch. Those are the engineers. Those are the managers. Those are the guys who actually like are executives. And up there, those are the guys who answer to the guys who answer to the guys. He's just like, I'm going to talk to the smartest guy here and I'm going to ask for advice. Like, he doesn't take shit for granted. Most folks, I think, would turn their nose up at working for Frito Lay. And I think in this movie, most folks turn their nose up for working at Frito Lay. However, he's just like, this is an opportunity. This is me being able to support my family, my wife, my two kids. We're raising everybody in Southern California. Things are expensive. Blah, 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 blah. Um, takes 10 years for him to finally like find his mark. Like he, he, he goes out of his way to learn everything. On his day off, he comes in and learns how the product is distributed by just hanging out with the drivers. Every other day, he comes in an hour early, learns how this machine works, learns what that guy does. What do you do up there? I would like to know more. The message of this movie is you can be a hard worker, but there's always more work to do. Be the best that you can. Learn everything. Like things. This is a historical drama. So there are times where we talk about like, oh, yeah, Reagan was in office and then everybody was broke. Uh, when Bush was in was elected, the original Bush, not the son of Bush, uh, we still went to war and that affected things. Like at one point, the plant is getting ready to close, and then that's when he finally comes up with the idea of like, what if we made Cheetos spicier? Like, and guess what? That family doesn't ask for permission. They just start making their own formula until they get it right, and it takes weeks to months of their own money to make this thing. So, um, eventually, they figure out the formula. They get in touch with the uh, CEO of Pepsi, who owns Frito-Lay. And uh, it goes on from there. But this is a fantastic movie. 
Ava Longoria tells a story that needs to be told. Other than the three commercial breaks, my biggest complaint is they take that gimmick from Ant-Man where uh, Michael Pena is explaining to everybody in his voice, but you see like white people talking like RLA Holmes and then blah, 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 and blah, 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 blah. Like they're talking with my, Michael Pena's voice. They do that funny. a couple times. It's funny in Ant-Man. It can be funny in this movie, but once they break rule of three, I'm just done with it. Like we get it. Um, however, having said that, I think this guy has an incredible story. I think everybody should see this movie. It's a very strong four out of five. Um, this is like one of the most great American stories that has been created. This guy started from nothing, came from nothing, was at the bottom of the totem pole, was told, not only can you not do this, but don't do this. And then he just did it and made it work. Like, this is this is the dream, dude. So, I... Cush Hayes' digestive system cannot stomach flaming hot anything. But God damn it, man. I love a success story, and this is one of the best success stories out there. Maybe since the founder with Michael Keaton about McDonald's. Well, at least this one has a a happier ending than the founder. The founder screwed over a lot of people in, the, in that, for sure, for sure, for sure. But this, yeah, this dude did it. And um, yeah, man, everyone should fucking take an example from this, man. Like, as hard as we work, we can always be working harder. And, and don't, don't, don't give don't up. Settle don't for give up. What too easy. Don't give up. Too easy or ever. Like, this guy went 10 years. Some folks give up after a week. Some folks give up after two years. Three? Um, but no, I was Three, just saying before five. we uh, before we hit recording, I was saying, like, cause, cause I was, this was on Hulu, so I was like, oh, I'll watch this movie. Um, cool. Just so I can have some insights on it, maybe. But yeah, I just put it on. And yeah, I, I could be forgiven, as I said to Chris before the recording, but I could be forgiven to thinking that a biopic about the guy that came up with the idea of flaming hot cheetos that goes straight to hulu probably not going to be like the most pivotal movie that i see in my lifetime but then i got about like 20 minutes in and it's like this is a this is a very well done movie like yeah, shout out to the not only the actors that the, the, it was very well acted but also just the, everything around it. I guess the, the the script was very good. The directing was very. It was just a very tight movie. It was a very good movie. So I was like, you know what? No, I'm gonna, rather than just having this, and I'm going to stop this and I come back to this, start it again. I'm actually going to focus on this because this year, I'm glad that I did because there were moments, as always, when it comes to these kind of biopics, where you know, there was some obviously some exaggeration, you know, where the, the all the kind of Sylvester Stallone, Rocky type inspirational speeches and the moments of when he's like telling his wife, I hope you understand. There would be no me without you. And I'm like, oh my God, she did, <laughs> she did stand by him. Oh my God. And it's beautiful. But and then as the credits roll and they show pictures of the real him and his family. And it's, it's an adorable 
story. I'm sure if I did some research, I'm sure I'd find some inaccuracies to this and it kind of deflate my love of this story. So I'm not going to bother. As far as I'm concerned, this story is one. This is a documentary as far as I'm concerned. And I'm going to sleep well because of it. You know, people like to drag people through the mud. And while this isn't like a blockbuster, this isn't getting a major theatrical release, which is kind of disappointing. It should at least get a minor theatrical release. I know there was uh, some some promotion here in San Francisco that I couldn't make. Um, but still, like this is this is a very well told family story. Like the the guy is just all about his wife. He's all about his family. He he did some bad stuff in the back in the day he learned from his mistakes he then went on he wanted to be better at his job and when he mastered his job he wanted to be as good if not better at other people's jobs and like again like i don't like coming in early i don't like staying late i just don't and while i would like to learn other people's craft there's only so much time in the day for me and I don't even have kids or a wife. All right. But this guy is just like, nope, it's my day off. I got, I got to learn how the bags are set out in the fucking uh, convenience store. All right. Yeah. That so was much when he was helping deliver the, movie. deliver the, 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 the produce. That's right. So much but can it... be learned from this. So much should be inspired from this. This is, this was a fantastic story. Um, of the four movies about industry this year, that is Tetris. We definitely reviewed that. Um, we talked about Air. We talked. We're now talking about uh, Flame and Hot. The only thing we haven't seen is BlackBerry, which is the story of the BlackBerry phone, and um, oh, that's a, it, that just crazy. never made it to our fucking Cineplex, our 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 twelve screen Cineplex. So. So it's like a shame a, on I don't you, understand James. how that because I appreciate that the Blackberry was a very you know big icon, you know a lot of That's people like that was a huge thing, but you know like with like um this is the internet oh hey do you ever hear the story about how flaming hot Cheetos was created no that's actually in- interesting I want to hear about that oh did you ever hear the story about uh, Michael Jordan got his nike deal oh no that sounds interesting did you ever see just the crazy story about how these guys got uh the rights or so they bought from russia from tetris and now that oh no tell me more and then oh did you ever hear do you want to hear the story about how blackberry was created uh, yeah. i do actually i'm all right i think <laughs> it doesn't sound sexy to me but there you go it's all how you present it when the tetris movie was announced and they're also like we think we could make this a trilogy oh, all one fuck you but, wait but they thought they could make that a trilogy that, that was in the press and elite in the press release yes sir. oh no that's too much too but much, we didn't too... know what that meant it, like we also had a thing called the emoji movie okay Oof. we had the angry birds movie we had the emoji movie we're like so are, like are the blocks characters like <laughs> you didn't know what to make of that but when it turns like oh no it's actually the story about how the fucking game was created and produced that's in a story that's a story all right um 
if we could create a story about how my boots were created, that's a story. But, you know, everything is all in the promotion. So, however, um, Flame and Hot, the story of how the Flame and Hot Cheeto was created, four out of five. It is a fantastic story. It's a perfect American story. Again, we came from nowhere. Now we're millionaires. And it took a goddamn long while to get there. But we didn't stop. And then we made it. Like, don't give up on your dreams. Don't give up on ideas. Try to figure shit out. Try to be better. You might slip every now and then, but be better. That's what makes this movie great. What makes this movie great for me was one, the running time is fantastic. The running time Two, is awesome. And the pacing of the movie is fantastic. In that it's you, you, very tight. It's very you, fast. It's you very get clever. enough. You, but then it's you can not, still figure out what's going on. It's not too depressing in the beginning, but it's done enough. Like there's there's no. enough for you to go, oh Jesus, this guy. Oh, he's in a hard way, but it doesn't drag it out too much. Like you know, yeah. <laughs> pursuit of happiness. <laughs> this movie uh, does start with this with this man being beaten as a kid, but it is just one time, and we just go forward, and that's we know that happened, and it is probably happening his entire life until X point. Yeah, but I'm pretty pursuit of happiness. That was a. That was a true story, right? Yes. Yeah, that was a terror. That was a horribly paced movie because it was just all I just remember was, oh, something's bad happening. Oh god, this is depressing. Oh my god, this is so depressing. Oh my god, this is depressing. Oh my god, this is depressing. Oh my god, this is depressing. Oh, happy ending. Great. It was like too <laughs> much. Uh, oh. Jeez, I just left the theater with you a might have cloud to over me. You might have to visit San Francisco and then appreciate that movie. Maybe maybe, maybe I'm biased. Um, I didn't see it in the theater. I would finally see oh, it I on did. cable or whatever it was. Oh, all right. Well, it's a long movie to sit through. And yes, it is, it is incredibly We, we had plans depressing. on going out after that movie. And, and But after that, no, it was, it was just a, it, was, it was me and me and the fellas. We was gonna go sure, grab sure. a drink. Oh, the boys went out. On this? Yeah, oh, that was no. a boys' night out. <laughs> yeah, and so by the end of the movie, we were just like, ah, oh, now I just want to go home, and cry myself I to mean, sleep. Jesus, that's that's the it's that's the date movie you take out with a chick who's like, you want to hear this seventeenth poem I did about death? <laughs> that's. That's who you take that movie to. You don't take the boys to see that movie. And and knowing you, like they're all like football hooligans. Probably not. But that's the picture I'm going to create anyways. And you don't want to go see this movie with the boys, is what I'm saying for sure. Um, no, it was, we, we all regretted it. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Did they ever let you pick another movie after that? Oh, no, I didn't. No, no, was, I didn't put the movie. Oh, you out. didn't pick it? No, I don't know. Who picked it? Well, I mean, you I don't could, have to I name could, his name. Yeah, who I, say, I can. It? I can literally name, make a name up, and you'd be, you had no idea. But yeah, a friend of make mine. Make a name up. Radiger. Did Radiger get to pick another movie after that? Yes, because he 
he oh, he was the only one very liberal. He, he drove <sighs> so I, it was like, like just yeah. like a print day I, I mean, I could pick a movie, but then I'd get a taxi. Nah, fuck that. Sure. Radiger wants to watch yeah, this so movie. Sounds good to me. Um, but yeah. But this, no. Yeah, Flaming Hot. Fantastic pacing. Well told. Uh, Evil Longoria. I'm looking forward to Evil Longoria's next movie. Very well done. And yeah, everyone was very fantastic in it. Um, I think uh, the lead, um, if which uh he's fun uh you did you did mention oh now i've got the names up again his name is jesse, uh, jesse garcia garcia Durf. jesse garcia fantastic in his role um annie gonzalez fantastic um also you know not bad looking um but yeah she is not an ugly woman by any means she is very attractive and Dennis Haysbert as Clarence C. Baker. There we go. That's it. Baker, that was his last name. Mr. Baker. Very good. And they were all good. Um, and yeah. Annie Gonzalez. Um, give me a call. Oh, you're Sorry. a big fan of the, 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 the Miss Amy Gonzalez. All right. All right. I'm not mad at that. She, she's got a couple looks over that movie. Like, I want to say she has four or five looks when she's. Amy Gonzalez, not her adolescent counterpart. Want to see my flaming hot Cheeto? Weird. Yeah, no, don't. That's yeah, that's, that's, I think it's the first and last time I'm ever going to refer to my penis as a flaming hot Cheeto. This this will be the moment you want to edit it out. Yeah. Anyway, four to five, five flaming hot. Check it out on let's wrap up this week's show as always give ourselves the warm and fuzzies as we end the show on this week's feel good story of the week it's the coolest fucking story I've ever heard in my entire life that's insane This week's feel good story uh, turns out exercise might be good for you. So, this isn't like a good deed. This isn't normally do a good deed. This is, I think, this is just good news, good story. Um, so, because new studies suggest that for cancer patients, staying active. By walking 30 minutes a day and doing yoga can help reduce fatigue and lower the risk of the disease spreading, returning, or being fatal. Um, at the annual okay. meeting of the American Society of Clinical Oncology, three studies were presented that looked at the role of exercise in the lives of cancer patients. Uh, the largest was a randomized control study of more than 500 U.S. cancer patients with an average age of 56, uh, which was led by the University of Rochester Medical Center. Uh, the patients who received cancer treatment between two months and five years before the start of the study were split into groups with one practicing yoga and the other attending health education classes. 
A blood work was taken at the end of the study and showed that those who did yoga had significantly lower levels of pro-inflammatory markers, which, if you know anything about cancer, um, those are the bad you don't want. You don't want the inflammatory pro-inflammatory markers um, compared to the participants in the other group. So there you go. Um, unfortunately, we're still no closer, apparently, to curing cancer, which the problem, I think we've maybe we've mentioned this before, but the problem with cancer is there is no such thing as cancer. It's just kind of like an umbrella term of a bunch of really shitty diseases or whatever they're called. Um, but yeah, slowly working out how we can help people from dying so either and okay. even though i don't like staying active i must admit like have you ever done yoga are you a yoga person are you a yogi i've done i'm not a yogi i've done yoga once did i did yoga twice excuse me i worked at a crunch fitness that said kush you have to take class do i yes okay i will i'll take basic yoga i took two classes a lot of a lot of good dude and like i've got back problems lower back problems and you and me both it, those two weeks dude were fucking fantastic honestly i don't know why i went, didn't go back for a third week but yeah on on day seven back is feeling fantastic oh my god look, everything is awesome day eight <laughs> ah! <laughs> I don't know why this is happening. We'll, we'll, we'll get I, remember, I did right. I did yoga once, and Should it I was take yoga incredible. Like it was the most bizarre thing ever because, like, I felt after the class, I felt equal measures of exhaustion, but mm. yet I mm. felt so energized at the same mm. time. It was a very bizarre feeling. See. So I was the also only... in. A, a weird predicament where on um, both classes that I went to there was an attractive lady with an attractive body her ankle was all the way back here but my nose was right here from her hoo-ha and I'm like this the class is full the class is very full and maybe I should just turn to the fucking right I don't know but that's 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 how it went and I look around and other folks were in that predicament too but i just like this is this is gonna be bad for me if i keep this up so it's a great story it is a good story i mean it could probably be better but jesus christ like i'm not a fan of it coming summer 2024 to hulu push nose in a hoo-ha I know I, I I would love to do yoga on a regular basis, but my only problem is, I think yoga makes you feel good. Yoga is very good for your body. There's many sure. health benefits, plus you know such as this. Mm -hmm. But I I tend to find so I'll keep this between me and you, right? It's just two of us here, no one else. Between you, yoga instructors tends to be really fucking annoying yeah sure I actually, no, I'll, I'll, you know, let me rephrase that because that's unfair they are not I find them and there we go I'm yeah, yeah. 
Let me put the, let me put the onus on me. Yeah. There we go. It's my. I still problems. understand. I find them annoying. So always, those... always cheerful, over the top, boisterous. Oh. Like this is going to be the best day since the last best day. I, and you I can understand. tell the ones that are just like faking it. I guess because they just they just overuse the word namaste. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> well, I mean, we're doing yoga. Why would I say namaste? That, as soon as you walk in, no, as namaste. I say, namaste. Oh, namaste. Namaste. You got to stretch that. Yeah, there you go. So there you go. Yoga's good for you. Just, uh, Yoga's just, good for you. Just download that. some videos off like Google or DDP Yoga. He still does. There's plenty stuff. of YouTube videos out there. You'll find the right one that is good for you. I, but I highly recommend DDP Yoga. Do that. DDP Yoga has changed many people's lives for the past. Indeed, it has. So there but you I go. think he's just doing yoga and giving it masculine names. Which, whatever, whatever. I remember works. at one point because before it was called DDP Yoga, I think it was called. It was like not your mama's yoga or something like that. I'm sure they are the same program. Oh, it's the same program, but I'm, I'm, I'm. It was a wise choice to rebrand it as GP Yoga. But there you go. Yeah. On that note, that brings us to the close. Episode one of two. The shoulders are gonna fall off. Going up in the next seven days. Are you doing any other audio podcasts on the on the Bosnet family? We just had Tommy Nisbet on the microdose last week. He's talking about ghosts, spooks, and specters in San Francisco. Ooh. He's from the SF Ghost Society. It's a fascinating podcast. I wish we went longer, but I got to edit that shit. So we, we capped it. Next week, Steven Stoppacher is coming back to the show. And we're going to talk about our favorite movies of the past six months. There's only three of them for each of us and uh, you'll be surprised at what we like go to bosnet.family check those out bosnet.family thank you or just search microdose on your favorite podcast app. Uh, what day is it it's Wednesday so yeah and unfortunately it's I mean you can Wednesday. go back you can go back to listen to yesterday's episode of Claire and Big Blue with myself and Alex Middleton at CBB Pod on social media that we're celebrating West Ham as I say becoming UEFA Com- Europa League Conference Europa Conference League champions. There we go, Jesus. Um, and then we're taking a quick summer break. So yeah, go to that CBB pod on all your socials. Make sure you follow us at Box Pod. Enjoy Wafferbox.com and all that good stuff. I'm at Only Mike Fish. He is Kush underscore Hayes. And until next time, take care of yourselves. And each other. That's all, folks. <laughs>